Hey guys, Dennis here with Revog Games. I'm joined by Joshua Veyers, all the way from South Africa. Yes, and we're here at the Revog Games podcast to talk about the latest uh, gaming news, releases, speculation, business dealings, all that good stuff. Um, all right, let's start. Not like huge. It's like kind of like this. We're almost gonna like get to these big releases now soon. Um, but the first thing is happy 25th anniversary to Fallout, the original Fallout. Yeah. Uh, um, that was 1997. That was from uh, Interplay. That was before uh, the franchise IP got sold to Bethesda, where they made uh, the change to Fallout 3. But uh, Fallout is now 25 years old, and the reason why we're talking about it is... New Vegas uh, developer Obsidian, which actually has some of the original Interplay um, developers, basically on a tweet said, Happy 25th anniversary to the original Fallout, a franchise whose roots helped form us and a world we truly love. And before anyone asks, our plates are pretty full right now, so no. And then a little kissy emoji. So basically saying, stop asking about uh, Fallout New Vegas because that's all they get asked about. Um, if people remember, uh, Fallout New Vegas is the only recent Fallout game that was uh, not uh, developed by uh, Bethesda. Uh, but since Obsidian, you know, had original team members from the original Fallout and just has that whole uh, history with it, they let them make that game. It is it has it's kind of got a beloved status amongst the Fallout community, um, where people are dying to see uh, a New Vegas two or, or hopefully maybe in my opinion if they do make a sequel, I kind of hope it's not New Vegas and it's new whatever something different. But uh, the 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 CEO, um, uh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name, but Fergus Ergerhart Hart. Uh, he says that that's, there's no question if they were asked to do one, they would definitely do it. That it's not like, yeah. oh, do we want to or not? It's no, no, no. If we get the chance, we will do it. And the funny thing is, like, we never would have thought that ever before. Uh, but then when <laughs> when the Microsoft happened, yeah, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, so they had bought Obsidian a long time ago, uh, yeah. not a long time, but. But before they bought Bethesda, maybe like a year and a half. I can't remember before, the exact. Before Game Pass was big as well. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? And so the whole thing was, okay, now that Obsidian is owned by Microsoft, there's no way they're going to make a, a follow-up game because now they're owned by Microsoft. They're going to work on, you know, uh, original IP for Microsoft. And but Bethesda, then. Yes. <laughs> then Microsoft bought Bethesda, and everyone's first thing was like, now can Obsidian do a sequel to New Vegas? Now, my question is, do you want to see a New Vegas 2? Or are you kind of more like me where you want to see Obsidian do a Fallout game, but have it to be something else, like a different location, basically? No, I want New Vegas 2. Okay. Absolutely. Why? I, Why? If it's a new location, just give me Fallout 5, you know? <laughs> I want I want New Vegas 2, man. 100%. I... I uh, like, you can set it in a different era or time, I suppose. If mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be New Vegas... Well, okay, here's a question for you, Dennis. If it wasn't going to be New Vegas 2, what area would you choose? I'm trying to think of something that would kind of go it, along with the theme... Not theme, but the same, kind of atmosphere of New Vegas. Right, so we're talking like Atlantic City, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Macau in China. But, like, you know, something say, like yeah. that's... 
maybe something, something that has American. that flair. That could be cool. Yeah, something, something like with that flair could work. Yeah, Monte Carlo, um, something like that where it's Mon not yeah, Monaco. Man, that's that's you, you you got me thinking now. That's actually really good. That's I like that. Yeah, ooh, that could be that could be cool. Tokyo, yeah. even you know what I mean? Yeah, full out, full out, full out, new Tokyo. Oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be crazy, man. Um, Just because yeah. I've seen, I, I, I do New Amsterdam. Because <laughs> with New Vegas, yeah. it's like okay, it's gonna be. Definitely, I think, would have to be 100% be set in a different era if they're going to stick with Vegas because you've got mm. to change up the location. You know, like, I don't want to play this uh, a game that's, like, basically the same map that I've played before. You know what I mean? I'd want like, it to be set after, not before, just so mm -hmm. that there can be, like, Easter eggs and throwbacks to, like, the original New mm -hmm. Vegas game. That would be quite cool to see. And you want the factions to change, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, so if it is stuck, or not stuck, but if it, it does stay and remain in in Vegas or New Vegas, then yes, I want it like set two hundred years in the future or something like two hundred, three hundred years in the future, and then there's there's some more history, some things can change, and new bosses, new factions, all that good stuff, so that we don't see the exact character, same characters, and same same. Uh, yeah. They were the ones who made the companions good, in my opinion. Yes, yes, they did. They they made they made the companions good. The the companions were actually my favorite things about New Vegas. Um, there mm. are things that I I still think Fallout Three had done done better, but New Vegas definitely the companions were all like, a lot of them were top notch. I mean, I wouldn't say all of them were A plus, but some of them are really really good. It was uh, a good if, expansion. Yeah, they had really good DLC as well. Yeah, so I do remember the original game at least on um, was it the Xbox 360 that it was on? I think yeah. so. Yeah, it was. It was 360. 360. Yeah, it was like buggiest game I'd ever played in my life. <laughs> it would crash like randomly out of nowhere oh, all yeah. the time. There was like so many bugs like everywhere. Um, so yeah, it uh, it definitely it needed some polish before it'd come out. Um. But but it was still a, a very good game. It was a great game. Yeah. It was immersive. I like the story. I like the characters. The Did you play it on PC, Xbox 360, PS3? I, I played it on Xbox 360 towards the like j the year before the the Xbox One came out. So like okay. the final year of the Xbox 360's life cycle, if you will. Because mm -hmm. I remember sitting down with my friend Charlie at the time. And he was like, "Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever played Fallout, Josh?" And I was like, "Yeah, I played Fallout 3. And He's like, "Have you never played New Vegas?" I was like, "Yeah, I've never played New Vegas." Mm -hmm. And then he refused to let me leave the house that day until I sat down and played. Like he wouldn't let me leave. He's like, "You got to play Fallout New Vegas." Played it, loved it. But even mm -hmm. then, like uh, towards the end of the cycle, I want to say that it was like 2013. I think that was the year 2013. Anyways. I I think it was 2013. That's when I played the game for the first time. And even then, yeah, it was a bit glitchy, a bit buggy, but I fell in love with it. I I, I enjoyed it a lot more than Fallout 3. Yeah, I have. Uh, I still hold Fallout 3 uh, ha has a special place in my heart, and I think I, st I still like it over New Vegas. But there are definitely improvements in New Vegas that, like I mentioned, with the companion, even the companion wheel itself, just uh, what you might call it. Um, quality of life stuff like that that yeah. that was just better interactions where like, and yeah, stuff, yeah yeah so uh i definitely would want to see them make a new game i personally would want a different location but if they do stick with new vegas 
uh, go ahead, uh, just do it, you know, in the yeah. future, a significant amount of time in the future. Yeah. Look, I want, yeah, I want New Vegas too. Either, the, either that or I want it placed not in America. Mm-hmm. Like, let the next Fallout, let Fallout 5 be in some other American country or American country, <laughs> sorry, state. Um, uh, for, for, for those who are listening, I'm on heavy medication right now, so <laughs> I fumbled my words. For, forgive me. Um, but man, I like the idea of a foreign Fallout. That'd be sick. Yeah. You know, Fallout New Tokyo, Fallout New Amsterdam, Fallout mm-hmm. New Monaco. You know, oh, that mm-hmm. those would be cool, man. Fallout New Shanghai. I'm down for it, man. Yeah. Um, and this is a site. This isn't that big of news, but I know that um, IGN kind of in, in celebration of uh, Fallout's uh, 25th anniversary, they're doing this like kind of IGN documentary called Inside Stories about Fallout 76 and how there's like this hardcore fan base. Even remember Fallout 76 came out and it was like a dud, right? People like myself who are huge Fallout fans uh, thought it was, you know, pretty boring. Um, but they did have improved it since then. A lot of the bugs have been ironed out. Not all of them, but like a good amount of them. The Wastelanders update was huge uh, for, for adding kind of more story components. Made it feel less empty because it was very empty. When the Fallout 76 first launched, there was like, you kind of had to create your own game, basically, which apparently the, these hardcore fans did. And apparently yeah. Fallout 76 is now this obsession that, that certain people have that, that have kind of created like, there's like, if you watch the trailer, cause IGN has a trailer for, for their doc and showing like people doing like, you know, Romeo and Juliet, like <laughs> plays in, in Fallout 76. And like, you know, there's people like selling and trading stuff and role playing is doing all, I don't know. It's just become, it's taken on a life of its own and, and IGN is kind of covering like what, what I mean, is I, this? I heard about that. Yeah. Like when, um, cause I had a few friends who, pl- who played Fallout 76. Look, I tried it when it first came out. I was dreadfully disappointed, but then again, I didn't have that many people to play it with. Then I had friends who played it when it first came out and they, they were all playing it together. Like a good, like five of them, I think. And they, they very much, I wouldn't say create that created their own story, but like created their own community and factions and like that like that was like a thing that they would do you know what i mean they'd always play with the same other group on the same kind of server and they'd make their own factions make their own like well i guess make their own story but like they wouldn't uh they wouldn't role play like shit would just happen and they were like oh remember that guy that guy mm-hmm. did this we'll never forgive him for that you know what i mean they held grudges and kind of created their own real life story i suppose around mm-hmm. it and they had a great time um i hopped into this fallout what was it i think the beginning of this year or end of last year um and had a much better experience because there was so much more in the game itself yeah um i was playing alone single i was having a good time playing alone yeah which is odd you know um so i'm looking forward to this actually i want to see what everybody did with the game especially when it was very bare bones you know yes also there's going to be a big another they said the this dlc that's coming out which is a nuka world is going to be the most significant update since wastelanders which was the first to me, the first time that Fallout seventy six got better, that like act- I could yeah. actually play it, because um, that added NPCs. Like the huge thing about Fallout for me is the NPCs. Like I love talking to you know uh, other characters and they and having dialogue trees and that completing completing yeah. tasks and you know all that stuff. That's like it's more the, motivating. The base than- building grew on me in Fallout four. The mm. base building grew on me. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't get too far into Fallout seventy six to see any of that, but I really enjoyed Fallout four, all the base building, all the DLCs that came with that, where you could make your own Thunderdome mm. and stuff like that. That was really fun. So yeah, yeah it grew. It grew on me. Um, but yeah, at the NPCs is where the the heart of the game is. Like, that's what got me into New Vegas and got well. Yeah. Like, like I said, I played Fallout three, but Fallout New Vegas is what got me to be like a diehard fan. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the NPCs, the interaction with them, the dialogue choices, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, the Nuka World uh, DLC is coming out. I can't remember what, what's the date on that, but anyways, it's the most significant update. And I haven't touched uh, Fallout seventy six for a while, and a lot has to do with the fact that I'm just I'm a, I'm PC gaming a lot more than console gaming right now, and that has to do with two things. Same. One, it's easier because my PC is just right here available to me, and then two, it's like my graphics card is better than what my consoles are right now. So I have the, you know, I have the PS4 and I have the, the Xbox one playing uh, on 1440 P double yeah. the resolution. You know? Yeah. So it's just better for me to, so I'm, the problem right now is that I can't transfer my game that I already had going. Uh, oh, that sucks. In no uh, cloud, Fall- cloud saves. Yeah. Fallout 76 to my PC one. So, Maybe they've changed it, but at least, at least at that time they did not, and that was something that I was like, okay. Uh, all right, anyways, uh, let's move on to the next one. The next thing is yeah. not so much big news in terms of what it is, but more of what it represents, which is the God of War Ragnarok uh, review copies have been sent out. Uh, so people, not me, but... Other people have received their copies and they're playing it as we speak right now. The reviews will come out on uh, November 3rd. Um, Yeah. I wonder what the rules of the embargo is. I I wonder how much they're allowed to play and how much they're allowed to talk about slash not talk about. I I heard, I think it was, it was a Jeff Keighley on, on Twitter had said he was going to give first impressions this Friday. So I there may be maybe maybe some people get special yeah uh, terms or something that's interesting because yeah you would you would assume usually with these embargoes it would be just be the same for everybody involved you know what I mean yeah I mean the game comes out November 9th reviews come out November yeah. 3rd and possibly if Jeff Keighley is right he's going to be able to give first impressions this Friday which is the 21st which is uh, two weeks before the reviews that's interesting I wonder if he's gonna have time to play it. Or like trying to finish it. Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, but anyway, well, I guess he doesn't have to. I guess he doesn't have to finish it if he just does like the first like couple chapters yeah. and does yeah, yeah. first, first impressions on that, you know. Yeah, and then uh, PlayStation, Sony's had released uh, God of War Ragnarok kind of behind the scenes video, st- very story based. It talked with a lot of the the narrative and story teams about the game, and yeah, just showing you. I mean, a lot of the footage was, you know, from the from the first game. They, I liked how they were kind of like pimping out uh, the the God of War on PC. So like every time they cut to a scene from the last God of War, they 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 had a little available now on PC underneath the logo. Yeah. Um. You know, they kind of mix some like you know, last God of War have, stuff. Have you, have you tried playing it on PC yet? No, I like I said, it's like Man, it, I I just it played hers, it. Dennis. It purrs i'm playing it on i was well i mean i i, I finished playing it again the other day because mm-hmm. i replayed it on I, I i replayed it on pc because i gave away my ps4 so i no longer have access to that it. makes sense it's the same 
yeah same reason why i bought final fantasy uh 7 remake again because mm-hmm. one I, I i like that game love it like a lot of the games i had on playstation like <laughs> kingdom hearts 3 Sorry. i just Excuse bought me. them all again on uh, pc because i don't have access to them anymore so i played the new god of war on ps the new not the new god of war but i played mm-hmm. god of war on pc and man it purred i was playing it on like ultra graphics 1440p mm-hmm. it it's it's worlds apart from the ps4 version of the game mm-hmm. uh yeah fantastic same with horizon zero dawn i played that on pc as well yeah, like, I, I wish they amazing. gave some sort of upgrade path where you could, like, show that you had the PS version and you could upgrade for a less cost. Like, I, I, the thing is, I don't want to pay pay full cost for a game that I already own, be it on another platform. It's like, yeah, give me an upgrade path and then, then I can I'm, be like, I'm okay. I'm most likely going to get a PS5. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get a PS5, um, like, Black Friday, Cyber Monday around mm-hmm. then. I just have to be like, have my trigger finger ready to like mm-hmm. click buy now before anybody else gets any of those good deals. I'm looking at it because I've, I've, I know eventually that the, these games that I want to play, I know that eventually they will come to PC, but mm-hmm. I really want to play the New Horizon game and I really want to play the new God of War game really freaking badly. Mm-hmm. And unless I see some really good specials on graphics cards, I'm most likely going to be buying a PS5. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think the PS5 will be cheaper than a new graphics card, at least in, in terms of where I live, we pay a lot of import tax on digital goods. Hmm. So yeah, uh, that is coming out soon, November 9th, Right around. Remember, people were speculating whether it was going to get delayed again. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's already gone gold. Review copies have been sent out. Um, some people have speculated, oh, this isn't going to be like a full game. They're like, is it going to be like Miles Morales where it's like shorter, you know? Um, but supposedly it's a full on the full, how many hours do you think you spent? Oh, segue real quick. Uh, while you brought that up, um, Insomniac did say that they are absolutely working on Spider-Man 2. It is still on set for next year. Just wanted to bring that up while we're on the topic. Uh, what were you going to ask? How many hours was the last God of War? 30? Like how long? I'd say yeah, it, it, like if you're something? like if you're a completionist, about like thirty, thirty-five, I suppose. Like I know I put in about forty hours because I took I took my time with it and I enjoyed. I, it, I didn't know. fight I didn't fight the Valkyries, so I, I did have a shorter. Yeah, shorter no, I put somewhere between forty to forty. Like I could be wrong. I think I put in forty-seven hours in total. Okay. But like the, a lot of that could have also just been me like in the main menu making a sandwich in the kitchen or something, you know. <laughs> Um, but no, I like yeah, I hundred percent that game on PS4. I was okay. obsessed when it came out. Nice. So yeah, uh, so we're looking forward to that. That's yeah. What it, you know, people are saying at the end of the year, it's going to be twi- be between God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring for Game of the Year. Which of these two are they're going to battle it out? Um, but for me personally, like I said. Probably not gonna get a PS5 anytime soon. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope they, you know, close down those PC um, release dates. I, I know they're look, you know, right now they're a year, two years, you know. But you know, we're starting to steadily if see. Get, if they can get them to six months, I'd be so happy. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. You know, um, I'd be super happy. And like for the most part, like. Moving forward, most things are going to be running on Unreal Engine 5 anyways. So it shouldn't be like... The engines won't be too different, you know what I mean? You don't have to build it from the ground up. Port- porting it should be easy, mm-hmm. even. You know what I mean? 
Um, all right, uh, moving on to the next topic. This is uh, Microsoft. Uh, looks like as the UK government was investigating the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition, the, I, you know, the companies have to disclose a lot of stuff, um, even stuff that's not known to the general public. And basically one of the plans that got revealed in the documents was that they're going to expand their mobile game presence and that Microsoft plans on making an Xbox mobile game store, game front, which is interesting. Um, you know, you already have the Google Play Store and the, and the Apple App Store. Um, I don't know how, like, what they're going to be able to put on there. Um, also, like... How to like? Well, like, it might also be a bit difficult or tricky for people to actually get it, depending on what they're using. Like, if you're on an iPhone, you'll probably have to go to the website and then mm -hmm. download download the APK download the APK file from the website. Mm -hmm. Allow third party installations, and like, it's really not that difficult. But for most people, they're like, nah, nah. they're not going to yeah, go through yeah. that effort. Even though it's just like a few extra taps of the finger. It's a few extra taps. It's of the called finger, barrier you know of entry, I mean? right? The fr they call exactly, it fric yeah. friction in the business. So if there's too much friction, much like how VR before the quest happened was like, there's too much friction, right? For VR, you got to buy the headset and it has to connect to your very powerful PC and you got to put up yeah. sensors and all that. So it's too much friction for, for the general audience or the general player. So they don't do it. And so, I, what, I, yeah. So what you're Go talking ahead. about is, is, is that makes perfect sense. Like people just don't want yeah. to do all that. I think it's good though. Like I do think it's good. Any kind of competition is good. I highly doubt they're going to offer better rates than Apple or um, Google Play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything, anything like that, but it'll be good to have competition. I use a lot of third-party applications on my phone mm -hmm. uh, and third-party apps and stuff like that. And I have no issue with it. I'm sure some people are a little bit like scared about it, but hopefully with uh, Microsoft behind the name, they'll they'll uh, be less likely to be wary of it. Also, does Microsoft still make phones or? No, they don't. Not, like they, I mean, I know they used to for a while. They did. Actually, they quite, they, oh, they had I like bought the phones. I did too. They had bought Nokia uh, and they oh, were yeah, doing the Microsoft right. phones. I actually had a, a, a Microsoft phone for for a little while, and I actually really liked it. The only problem it had yeah. was. Was it the the well, OS it was itself? Windows it was, nine. Uh, the, the yeah, OS was good. In, in my yeah, opinion. yeah, I think it was Windows the, nine, but the OS yeah. was pretty good. The only issue was third party people weren't making apps for it. That was the only issue. Yeah. Like if, if third parties were making apps that worked well with it, it would have been perfectly fine. So I actually really liked the interface and everything. But you know, people, yeah. it's hard to, for people to change. People just kind of you know, they kind of want their incremental changes. I think yeah, all in all, this is this is. I think it's a good move for them. Eventually, uh, you're going to be doing a lot of cloud gaming on your phone, anyways. You're going to have mm -hmm. Game Pass on your phone. Well, mm -hmm. I think it's not available here, but I'm pretty sure it's available in America. Um, don't know how much of it's available. You should try that out sometime. Download the uh, the Game Pass app and try to remote stream, remote play some of your games. Yeah. Well, that's another thing we I think we had talked about last week, where now you can. Do or not now? I don't, I don't know what the release date. In the future, you're going to be able to do Game Pass on your your Quest. Yeah, that's actually going to be quite cool. Although, well, I don't. Maybe it's just my my vision that's not good. But with the Quest, it's like the only thing that is 
in focus is the very small thing that I'm looking at in the center, then everything else is blurry. Mm -hmm. your, all your per peripheral vision is blurry, which if you're gaming in real life, that's not what it's like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, let's, let's, let's move on, because my, yeah, yeah. my, my, do my dopa cool is kicking in. Cool. All right. Uh, the semi-related, well, not related, but related to Microsoft, is they had laid off hundreds of staff. Um, so yeah. They, so this wasn't, this wasn't Xbox-specific. It was just Microsoft across the board laid off uh they they didn't name the number but they're guessing that like around a thousand people or maybe more yeah. were laid off at microsoft including people at xbox so it's uh it's interesting that these big large companies like that make lots of money like <laughs> lay off people you know what i mean like I, yeah I it could, it could really also be understand. like a thing of like getting a lot of people are outsourcing their well outsourcing has always been an issue and i think it's somewhere between ai and outsourcing that could lie to why a lot of people lost their jobs you know yeah so yeah that's just uh something on the radar um i mean it's only less than one percent of its workforce yeah still that's a lot of people considering they have one hundred eighty thousand. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah you got per a good person work for it. So, one per, less than one percent is one thousand eight hundred. So, they because they, that's how many people they supposedly were planning on letting go. So, um, so also speaking of uh, Xbox, Microsoft, and Game Pass, two games, one bigger than the other. They just recently mm. came out on uh, Game Pass. One was Scorn which is that very weird game that is inspired by H.R. Giger's uh, designs. I think it's also Correct. inspired by this Polish artist. I can't remember his name, but apparently... Uh, uh, Started on Kickstarter as well. The medium game that you and me had played and both liked, apparently that Polish artist also had influenced the design of that game. So, And then this game is like very weird. I played it for a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I got a little motion sickness from it and which is weird because really? I play, yeah because i play a lot of vr and i don't know what it was about this game in particular that gave me a little motion sickness yeah I, look the, the reason i react that way is because i get motion sickness from vr and you oh, don't but yeah. i didn't get any motion sickness from this game maybe yeah. it's because i have my dpi really low and like my uh um Oh, I'm blanking on it. My mouse sensitivity really low. Like, so maybe that's why I had zero motion sickness from it. Hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I played a lot of the game and I have no idea what the hell is going on. It's one of those, like, you kind of figure out the story from your surroundings type of game. Yeah, you know, it's like not, a puzzle it's game. not like too in your face. You know what I mean? And I'll be on, like, it's it's been very trippy. I'll say that, hmm. but I have no idea what's going on. A lot of people have complaints because it's like, I wouldn't say it's false advertising because they didn't really say what it was going to be. But a lot of like the stuff we saw before this looked a lot more action-packed, a yes. lot more combat-heavy. Yes. And there's basically no combat except for one level. And then even then, it's like minute. Yeah. For the most part, it's like a walking simulator slash puzzle game. Puzzle. Um, with a really, really good, like with really, really good art, which is the main reason I played the game for so long because I was just like, ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. That was like the, the most... Uh, uh, of my experience playing that game was just looking around, looking at the trippy stuff. Uh, I will, I will say, based off of Ge Geiger's work, um, not as I, I, it's less sexual than I thought it was going to be. You know, just like coming from like the kind of work that he does, um, 
still still sexual in nature, like gory and sexual in nature and trippy, but yeah, less so than what I thought. I've been, I'll tell you what though, I have been enjoying it, but like casually. I also thought the game would be scarier, you know? It's um, more gross. Yeah. I, I want to say it's like disgustingly yeah, be kinda beautiful. Like beautiful. It's like yeah. the graphics are great, uh, but it's like really gross. Well, that's what Geiger is known for is like yeah. gory and sexual yes. sexualization. So it's it's less sexual than I thought it was going to be, but still pretty like sexual and gory nonetheless. Yeah, um, yeah I, like I said, I've, I've been enjoying it. It's kind of one of those games where like uh, I wish I still smoked weed because I'd probably enjoy it a lot more if I was high, mm -hmm. but I don't. I'm, I'm sober now. Um, but yeah, great um, great experience, I'd say. It's just like falsely advertised, or that's not what people are expecting, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I you thought know? it was going to be a combat game just from the graphics. You know, you th you see it, you think of aliens, you think, okay, you're going to fight aliens, but really it's not that. Um, so let's move on to the next big and bigger game that, that popped up on Game Pass. And the one I'm looking forward to, I actually downloaded, but I haven't... I've been meaning to play it. It's just I've been caught up with so much stuff um, the last couple of days. But uh, A Plague's Tale Requiem, which is a yeah. sequel to A Plague's Tale Innocence. Um, I've been watching a, a lot of reviews. It seems like this game is right up my alley. I haven't played it yet. I haven't played the first one either. I, I'm going to do something weird, which is I'm going to play the second one first and then play the first one. And if I like the second one, I will go back and play the first one. But apparently oh, people dude, are saying... Oh, dude, play the first one. Play the first... I, like, it's... Uh, let me just double check and make sure it's on Game Pass real quick. It is. It is. Then, yeah, it then is. definitely play the first one. I pl I never finished the first one, but the first one was really good. But and they it said... Is like a it's a direct sequel, isn't it? It is a direct sequel story-wise, but they say spiritually, like the way the game plays is different. They said it's actually more like okay. un they said it's more like Uncharted. They're like, oh, That's this is like yeah. it's like Last of Us meets Uncharted uh, with rats. Um, so they basically they said the first game was a very indie double A title with. Um, I, I guess it was like about ten hours of of gameplay. You know, it was very self-contained, right? Uh, and but this one is like supposedly like twenty something hours, and like it's much more expansive. Like the levels are huge. Um, the first game was much more historical, like based in real history, and this one yeah. is more like a made-up kind of history and made-up kind of areas okay. and whatnot. That's quite and cool. They said it has some swashbuckling elements. Like there's like treasure. I don't know. The way there's, I didn't want to get too spoiled, but basically, it sounds like this game is much different than the first one. You have the same characters, but they've kind of changed the tone of it and made it more. Even though it's still very bleak, from what I heard, but it's it's it. The gameplay is much more action oriented, much more you know, like it just has a lot to it. But I, I think we're gonna play the the second one first. And then I'm gonna go back and play the first one because this this sounds up right right up my alley. Um, people are giving it very good reviews. There's they're saying that it's some people are kind of um, wishing it was more like the first one, um, and some people are, are glad that it's kind of changed to this kind of bigger scope, much more almost to AAA. They're like it's they're like it's not quite AAA, but it's like almost AAA title. Yeah. I'd love to try it out. Unfortunately, slash fortunately, one of my favorite games of all time is coming to Game Pass in two days from now. 
which is Persona 5 Roy, uh, Royale Edition, which is with uh, all the DLC and everything. And I played the played the original game, but I never played any of the DLC. Uh-huh. Um, but but I love it's a it's a great turn based Japanese RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be playing that all weekend, man. As soon as that comes out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna definitely uh, play that. Uh, you know, maybe later tonight. Yeah, let me let me know how it goes. I actually want to go back and finish the first one because I remember the, I remember enjoying the mechanics of the first one. It was very different. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out and maybe I'll do a first impressions video or if you get a chance to play it at all, we can talk about it further. Yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right. Next news is sad but also not surprising so g4 if people know what g4 is but g4 tv kind of predates kind of the the twitch era the you know it's basically a a channel that was dedicated to gaming um and they had a bunch of shows like attack of the show x play and all that stuff and it was a full-on network um and then it you know it went away and then it got relaunched uh the end of last year november 16th and unfortunately it has been shut down um less than a year later Uh, i guess comcast was funding it um not enough marketing either man not enough marketing they did partner with some uh, twitch streamers if i recall like they partnered with a couple influencers and streamers and i think they should have gotten those streamers to market it as well or maybe they were Mm. expecting them to and then they didn't because I remember like watching like this one thing, and I was like, "Oh, this!" Like I didn't even know that it was G four that I was watching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was really entertaining, and I only watched it because like a lot of my favorite uh, streamers were in it. You know, yeah. uh, so I like I think they should have marketed it better. You know. So the CEO of Comcast, who had revived G four, uh, Dave Scott, he wrote in a letter that uh, basically saying that uh, they. Over the past several months, we worked hard to generate that interest in G4, but viewership is low and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. This is certainly not what we hope for. And as a result, we have made the very difficult decision to discontinue G4's operations effective immediately, which is basically, you know, I heard that some people who worked for G4 didn't find out until like they saw it on Twitter. The Uh, tweet. Yeah, I heard that's hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> uh, shame the, I think there was one girl that was like on her way to a funeral or something and yes. she found out that yeah. sucks yeah, yeah. Um, the reason why I, I kind of preface this, this announcement as not surprising is that when I first heard G4 was returning I was excited because I you know I was someone who had watched uh, Attack of the Show for you know I remember for maybe a good year I had watched it almost like every day um you know, but that was that was like in two thousand eight or something like that, two thousand eight seven something something around then, um, and now that it was coming back, I was excited because I thought they were gonna be like, okay, gaming is a lot bigger than it was back then, uh, and they were going to take advantage of all the new technologies in gaming that was going to kind of um help promote and help you know like but what they ended up doing was just recreating the same thing (laughs) that they did before you know like they put on the fact that it was you know a tv network you know um yeah was you know 
right off the bat, you know, okay, that's, you know, you're going to make it a TV network. Yeah, you're going to make it a TV network. You're going to put TV money into it, you know, especially for something like this where, where people are already used to and accustomed to going on Twitch and, and following influencers on live streams and, you know, getting their news on YouTube. But you know what I mean? Like the whole industry has changed in, in terms of in, in terms of the way people receive their news and the way they interact with with gaming in general. And and this really I don't feel like it really took advantage of that and i i never saw anything about g4 stuff it never was in the zeitgeist like did did anything in g4 ever pop like in 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 the circles of the only like i said it only ever popped up on my youtube recommended because of streamers or influencers that i know that were a part of it and then the algorithm would kind of pick that up i will uh, uh, i will ask real quick have you ever heard of xfinity yes it's supposed it's, to be like a video like like it's so because i was i was wondering if comcast yeah. has any ties to any kind of streaming service because if they were able to get g4 onto netflix or hulu or anything really it could have done really well but they don't apparently they own xfinity which i've never heard of before it's instant tv it's like it's like cable tv streaming yes it's very yes, weird yes it's but, their uh, own it's their own network through their cable services because remember, yeah, Comcast. I've, I've never, I've never heard of it though. Which and, and like, it's, it's, it seems like it might be American only as well. It's, it was kind of a bad fit, right? So you have Comcast, which is a cable network that is, yeah. You know, they, their whole interest is getting people to still subscribe to cable. I, I am no longer subscribed to cable because, one, I found the streaming stuff to be more convenient, um, being kind of on demand and also being able to like access it through many different devices. Um, I also gave my, my cable company, you know, kind of like I told them I'm leaving and they kind of didn't really seem to care. (laughs) You know, they're like, they're like, Oh, we we can give you this deal. And the deal sucked. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Bye later. And I was like, I did that. We we know we're not Netflix. Bye. (laughs) I did that to Verizon too. I left Verizon as a as a cell phone service because I asked them, "Do you guys have any deals for new phones or anything?" It's like, no. I'm like, all right, you don't want to keep a loyal customer on. I will be leaving. Yeah, you know, like. So I I do think that that's why G4 died. They didn't adapt. You know what I mean? And and now that I yeah, no adapting, no marketing. Yeah. And now that I think about it, because they were Comcast owned, they didn't want to go that Twitch whatever route because that is new technology. And and so it's like, I don't know. It was like a conflict of like, here's where gaming is going and they're trying to hold it, keep it back <laughs> in the old days. Um, so it was just, it, I don't think it was a good match, you know? Um, and then they were putting, and I heard that the t- Twitch influencers, they did get, they were paying them gobs amount of money. Um, oh, which, yeah. which always happens, you know, that happened at, uh, when I worked at, uh, I worked at, uh, complex through collider and it was through, uh, Verizon was the parent owner and they had the Verizon go 90 stuff. And, you know, they were throwing money at, uh, people like YouTube stars and like, uh, Twitch star. I don't know if Twitch was out back then, but basically influencers and whatnot. And so, 
you know, a lot of that, that money gets, you know, gobbled up and then you, you don't use it in production. I'm not blaming the influencers. I feel like you I know. vaguely remember a few of those streamers tweeting about G4 and be like, hey, yeah. watch us on G4. Like, I feel like I vaguely remember, like, some of those, uh, like, tweets. But the issue mm -hmm. is, is, like, I don't have access to, to American cable TV, you know? And, like, that's the thing with, uh, is that a lot of Twitch streamers, their fan base is international, you know? Yeah. Like and if I don't like if I don't have access to G4, I'm not gonna watch G4. You know, I'll watch the the clips that somebody put up on YouTube, but that's about it. Because as far as yeah. I know, here in South Africa, I had no access to G4, and I don't think Europeans had access to it either. Nor do I think Asia had access. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it was just America that had access to the TV show. I could be wrong about that though. So yeah, I am sad and disappointed for the people uh, that lost their jobs, but sadly it was kind of inevitable much happen, man it's like the google stadius thing it's like you see it you're like mm -hmm. okay that's not gonna work i know you guys are pouring a lot of money and work into it but it's just not gonna work the way that you've set it up and the same thing happened with this um all right moving on to the next thing uh this is my last thing which is uh the last of us tv show uh bella ramsey who's playing ellie uh basically was encouraged not to play the game ahead of filming and that makes sense to me um, because yeah. it is an adaptation of a game. And yes, if she had already played it, that's fine. But like, there's no need for her to play the game and be influenced by the decisions, the voice actor and the facial, you know, capture people did in, in the game. And also the story is going to be different. It's similar, but it's going to be different. So you can't exactly draw one in one, you know, comparison. So I feel like it's, it's a good thing that she did not play the game and, and that she can kind of, bring her own interpretation of of what she thinks ellie is to to I, to the I, I tv absolutely actors. agree so uh, as, as an as an actor we're we're constantly told the exact same thing you know if you're gonna do like if even just for practice if you're gonna practice a monologue or a scene that happens to be from a movie don't ever watch the movie don't ever watch the scene like do your own take on it you know what i mean you you're so easily influenced and especially because she's young, because she's young, she could very well be influenced by the performance uh, in the game. And that could like have an effect on her acting. But then also the thing of like knowing what's going to happen in the future, where it's like, or it's going to affect how you say things differently. You know what I mean? That's also why in a lot of like really big budget movies, you get handed a, a script with a, a lot of it blacked out, not because they don't trust you to say things, but it's because it's like, hey, you're better off acting in this scene not knowing what's going to happen because mm -hmm. your character doesn't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, nobody knows the future. So you, the actor, knowing what's going to happen in the future could uh, have an effect on your performance of the character that's not supposed to know the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I'm, I, it makes sense. I'm glad they asked her. Like, so, some people, when you're older... It's different because you can just not you can just not be influenced by it. You know what I mean? You can be like, okay, I, I watched this thing, I played this thing, I'll just choose not to let it affect my acting. You know, like mm -hmm. you can make that conscious decision. It's still it's still difficult, but you can make that conscious decision decision as an adult. If you're a child, however, it's going to influence you mm -hmm. absolutely. So I'm I'm glad she hasn't played it, and I'm glad that the, she was told not to play it either. I do hope that she gets the chance to play it after all the filming, though, you know? Mm -hmm. Or at least, like, once they've done part one, you know, then she can go and play part one, the game. <laughs> okay, okay. We had breaking news here. Um, oh, yeah? 
Silent Hill 2, the remake, is going to be coming from Bloober Team. So Bloober Team, who you and me know from Medium, um, they're also working. What are those? Nice. How they working on? But basically, they're going to do a remake of Silent Hill, which they it had always been rumored that they were working on something Silent Hill related. Um, but I guess it's been at Konami has announced that Silent Two, Silent Hill Two, is being remade, and Bloober Team is handling it. Also, let's see Silent Hill F revealed as a new game set in 1960s Japan. Ooh. That's yes. gonna be that's gonna be trippy as hell. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. So there are some trailer screenshots. There's actually an announcement trailer. The aesthetic here. is gonna be so cool. I, I think the aesthetic's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Aesthetic, so aesthetic. Silent Hill F. I, I don't know. It says it is unclear what F stands for in the title. Um, but yeah, 1960s Japan, and they did have an announcement trailer. Um, it's a very teasery trailer. I'm just kind of skimming through it right now where it's like less gameplay and more about just kind of like slow pushes and pound, pound, uh, pull outs on, uh, yeah. Was it any, anyways? Um, yeah. So Silent Hill F Silent Hill 2 remake, um, Silent Hill Ascension is a live Silent Hill event coming next year. Wow. There's something called Silent Hill Ascension in the works. A live or possible interactive experience in the Silent Hill. Okay. Um, Silent Hill Townfall invites Anna Perner. No code to shape the world of Silent So, yeah. Just a bunch of Silent Hill. <laughs> so, so this. Let's yeah. let's hop into the last bit of news. Yeah, here, man. I, go I for can't it. Keep my eyes open anymore. Go for All it. right. So the bad news that happened recently was there was a lot of drama surrounding Bayonetta. Uh, the voice actor, the lead voice actor, uh, Helena Taylor, has called for a boycott of the game because she was only offered four thousand dollars. Things have changed mm -hmm. since then, but bear with me. It's important to know the beginning part of this before we get to the second part of this. Uh, she said that she was offered a four thousand dollar buyout. Uh, or like as a final offer to do the entire role. She posted a very emotional video onto Twitter, which, and I was absolutely standing with her behind this as a voice actor. Um, I completely agree with everything she said. She said some pretty serious things, things as well, which is now bothering me if the second part of the news that I have, if that's correct, and this is seriously bothering me. Um, but she even said that like at a certain point in time, uh, like she got suicidal. It became like so emotionally mm. distressful for her that she got suicidal. Uh, let's let me, let me make sure I get the the the, the, uh, the gist of it. The point is is that she feels like she's worth a lot more than that, and I agree. Four thousand dollars is a pathetic buyout to yes. to voice the lead in a video game. It is a pathetic buyout. Like even on the low end, on the low end. It's a minimum of 10 grand is what it usually is and that'll be for like a national buyout or you know what i mean or, or like like 15 to 20 grand for an international buyout which is what it should have been roughly you know what i mean in terms of industry industry standards and whatnot you know um nowadays as a voice actor it's very difficult to get royalties and residuals uh so none of those were included but yeah she got offered four grand um the name oh, what's the i love this dude he's actually my favorite guy on twitter i'm blanking on his name now the creator of the game uh he, he was like having a twitter spree uh, he's very famous on twitter like 
Uh, he's more famous on Twitter for being himself than he is for having developed the game. Oh man, I need to get this guy's name. Otherwise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, uh, blanking. Why am I blanking? Let me just let's go. Oh wait, here we go. Kamiya. Well, it's something Kamiya. Um, and he <laughs> he does this thing where he notoriously will just block people on Twitter. Mm. Like he 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 creates this little bubble of things where it's like I guess only people who agree with him or whatever. Um, but he just he just blocks people for asking. If you ask him the same question twice, if you like, he has a set of rules, and if you mm. if you and if you break that rules, you will be blocked. And he blocks people so much that sometimes his Twitter account crashes. Like like you'll go to his Twitter account and it'll just say not available, not because he's suspended, but because he's blocked so many people that day that his Twitter account has crashed. Anyways, he went off the rails. I was so disappointed in him. Uh, because I agree, Four Grand is pathetic for this. As a voice actor, I'm so sad. Mm -hmm. um, on a side note, I'm pretty upset because lately I've seen a lot of voice actors sell their voice to AI for about four, four and a half grand. That's so which cheap. Is also, it's, it's, I know, I know. And I mean, sell their voice. Like, there's a website I use. Um, I'm not going to disclose it right now because <laughs> I'm going to monopolize it while I can. Uh, it's where most of my money comes from. And every single day, it's usually from Chinese companies as well. They offer you about four and a half grand, which for like a struggling voice actor is a lot of money. And then I'll see it'll have like 80 to 100 submissions, meaning like 80 to 100 people are like, here, take my voice. And you can read like they don't like try to like uh, swindle you like you can read. It says it's for AI usage. You know what I mean? And then permanent usage afterwards for national national or international usage. Mm -hmm. Um and people are just selling their voices, man, for like four, four and a half grand, which is nothing. It is yeah. so detrimental to the industry as well. It pisses me off. Like, I, look, I've been tempted to as well. But the issue is, is that it's it's just four to five a lot grand of the work, is not a lot yeah. of money. That's not a lot of also, money. Also, a lot, a lot of the work I get, a lot of the work most voice actors get is corporate work, educational work. You know what I mean? It's a lot of commercial work where you're speaking like, hi, we here at AT&T value customer satisfaction. Like, mm -hmm. very like customer friendly tone of voice and ai nails that ai can't do emotion but it can do flat voices very well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i anyways that pisses me off getting back on track uh, Hel uh helena taylor got screwed by getting offered for, uh, four grand for the game she called for a boycott of the game went v v super viral on twitter everyone's calling for a boycott for, of this mm -hmm. game i don't know if that's going to change now that new information come out the new information that came out was that she was supposedly offered fifteen thousand mm -hmm. dollars, which is still on the low end, but a yeah. a lot more reasonable. Like I said, that usually is on the low end for that. Uh, she was offered at least, and the thing is, at least fifteen k. I think that she was actually offered, if I'm doing the math right, I think she was offered more closely to nine k. Maybe it was misinformation for her because they wanted her to come and do five sessions, five recording sessions, mm -hmm. and each session would have paid about three to four k. So I think she must have misread it or misinterpreted mm -hmm. it because she's thinking like, oh, they offered me 4K as a buyout. It's like, no, 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 4K per session, lady. And mm -hmm. you got five sessions. So it's like three to 4K. Let's say it's, let's split the difference. Say it's three and a half K. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Five times three and a half K. That's, that's like, you know, it's, it's significantly more than the 4K that she thought she was going to get for the entire thing. Um, but going into more of this, supposedly... And this is the part that hasn't been confirmed, so I take mm -hmm. it with a grain of salt. Supposedly, she asked for a six-figure sum and residuals. That's a lot of money. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, I I think asking for residuals is fair, but a six-figure sum? 
to you know what I mean to like look bayonet is, bayonet is big it's huge but it's not going to be like it's 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 not going to yeah, be yeah. like it's not going to be nearly as big it's not going to be big enough for you to deserve a six figure it's, pay it's not god of war it's not god of war exactly it's that's yeah I was going to say it's not the last of us you know what I mean like yeah it's it's sad but like if this information that I'm reading is true then I'm disappointed in her for her reaction like I said maybe it was a mistake but like you know, double check if it is a mistake. Double check that stuff before you go and make drama on Twitter and call for the boycott of a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They ended up hiring somebody else now instead. Um, but yeah, she tweeted multiple videos claiming that she was yes, only offered uh, 4K. Jennifer Hale, uh, who did the voice of Femshep, yeah. uh, was hired. Yeah, look, and also like the SAG after a union minimum is about a grand per session with no residuals. Mm-hmm. So that's the the union minimum is a grant like so i don't know like once again like i don't know where she was getting that number from maybe that maybe maybe that is because it's uh the the sources are from bloomberg and vgc they said mm. that she was offered at least 15k and a lot of people are coming forward and saying that they ha- she was offered that much but maybe somewhere down like down the game of broken telephone or somebody d- like the thing is like if if, if there's enough middlemen there's enough room for error you know what i mean and her, at least the video I watched her post, it seems genuine. Like, I don't think she's baiting. You know what I mean? I don't think she's faking it. She seemed genuinely sad by it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think she, uh, she supposed, well, she, I think she's going to be in a bit of trouble now because I think she broke her NDA when she came out and said all this. And that's going to affect her negatively, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. you know, some people may not want to hire her. Uh, in the, in the future, because maybe they think she well, maybe she broke their NDA, yeah, broke the NDA, or maybe she's problematic or whatever. You know, if you put out a video like this, it's like, you know, obviously she's upset about something, so that's why she put it out there. But at the same time, it's like it can also get negative, I guess, reaction. Hey guys, sorry, we had uh, some difficult technical difficulties uh with josh's feed um so uh, just to kind of wrap things up uh thanks for everyone that's been watching or listening uh make sure to subscribe to this youtube channel youtube.com slash revog you can follow me on twitter at think hero instagram tz dennis.tzng um you can follow josh uh i have the links below in in uh the description um we also have a discord channel there which you can discuss any of these topics with us. So until next time, and we'll see you guys later.